Hey everyone, and thank you for joining me for the Made Motherly podcast, where you can find support and encouragement in all early stages of motherhood, from the first to the fourth trimester and beyond, into those early years of motherhood with a toddler from a faith-based perspective. My name is Brooklyn, and I am your podcast host. Hello and welcome back to the Made Motherly Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode today. I am very, very excited to be here today with an amazing friend of mine. We are here with Pastor Abriana Carter. Thank you so much, Abriana, for being with us today. I am so grateful. Thank you so much for asking me to come on here. It's truly an honor and I am so excited. Yay, thank you. Okay, so let's just jump right on in uh, to today's episode. Um, Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us, you know, who you are, what you do, and a little about your family. Sure. So uh, again, I'm Abriana Carter. I'm from Dallas, Texas, and I am a stay-at-home mom, as well as my husband and I, we do Youth for the Nations. And Youth for the Nations is a really world-renowned ministry out of Christ for the Nations Institute located in Dallas. And my husband and I are a part of a really a 33-year legacy of being um, youth camp directors. So we host youth ministries all across the nation to come to Dallas and they have a week-long camp where they encounter the presence of God. They get delivered. Youth ministries and youth pastors actually get equipped while their students are being equipped at the same time. And it truly is such an amazing thing. Um, My husband and I, we were youth pastors um, for almost nine years in Houston, Texas at Mercy Gate Church. And Youth for the Nations was our camp that we attended and went to every year. And lo and behold, the Lord had such an incredible door waiting for us to step into becoming directors of this youth ministry. Um, camp. And so we're leading leaders as well as leading students. And it's truly um, incredible, phenomenal. You you have to follow us on Instagram so that you can see like everything that um, is happening. It goes on with YFN all the time. And then also um, recently, now I've become a Bible teacher at Christ the Nations Institute, which is a full on um, training institute for people that want to go into ministry so if you're called to missions, if you're called to pastoring, whatever it look, look like, um, CFNI is a training ground for that. And so I taught the semester um, from August until now, um, biblical womanhood, which has been incredible, stretching, amazing. So that's so that's all what I do and consist of. And then um, my husband and I have been married for nine years, um, almost nine, uh, yeah, nine years. And then in May, we celebrate their 10th year. So pray that I get to go to Europe or Hawaii. So pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> and um and then um we've been together in total for 13 years so we dated for about four and then um have been married for that long and then I have two little boys um one is uh Uriah and he's five years old and then I have my second son his name is Zay and he's three years old and my babies are 21 months apart so yeah and they are all boy all fun um, very sensitive, very intelligent, um, very silly, and they make life um, so full. And I'm never bored for sure with boys. So 
<laughs> I'm telling you, boys are different than girls. I don't have girls, but I'm telling you, they, they just have to be different. <laughs> yes, totally. It's, so, that it's is, so fun, though. Yeah. They are. They're fun. That is amazing. Isn't that amazing how the Lord would, you know, put you guys in a, like leading something that you are actually attending, you know, for your students and for yourselves to right. receive for yourself. That's just so amazing. And the Lord is yes. so good. Amen. So um, how long were you and your husband uh, married before you decided to grow your family? Yeah. So we were married for, I would say we four years because I had gotten pregnant um, December or October of 2017 and then we ended up having Uriah June of 2018. So we had been married at that point for four years. And I'll be honest with you, and I tell this story and I want to share it. Um, I grew up um, in a great home, had both parents. They loved me, but I was always the type that was very, very ambitious. And so I was always just wanting to change the world, wanting to leave my mark on the world even before I actually loved Jesus, I knew I had something on my life that was important and that was special. And so I always kind of grew up learning that I needed to be an independent woman, that I didn't have to rely on someone, that I didn't have to focus on just like marriage and children right away, that I was called to live my life and to live it um, before I had children. So after I got saved, I still kind of had that idea and that notion that you know, a lot of friends of mine who are dear, you know, to this day, and even young women that I mentor have always wanted to be mothers. And I just never grew up like that. And I feel bad for saying that out loud, but I like, I, I eventually wanted to family and wanted to have babies, but that wasn't something that was like my focus. So then um, when Quentin and I got married, I had expressed to him very early on, that I wanted to wait um, because I wanted us to just be able to learn and grow and just be with each other. And I think that that time together is so special and so sacred um, because it's just you and him, right? Learning, growing, learning what you dislike, learning what you like, you know, having, having random spontaneous moments together. And so there was though, um, when we became youth pastors, I always felt called to travel and wanted to, to explore the world. And so I had asked Jesus that, that if he would, um, before I had babies, if he would take me to New Zealand and Australia, because I wanted to go there so bad. And then lo and behold, my pastor's wife, who her and I are very, very close, even to this day, she goes, hey, I really, really want to go to Hillsong Women's Conference um, called Color Conference. And she's like, do you want to go? And I was like, oh yeah, that would be amazing. I've always wanted to go. And at that point, we were trying to figure out if we were going to host a women's conference for our church. So she's like, I think it'd be really good if we just go to the people that do it the best, right? And I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So long story short, um, we were supposed to go to New York, but it sold out. And so she's like, do you want to go to Australia? And I was like, can we do that? Like, can we go to Australia? <laughs> and she's like, well, yeah. I mean, do you want to do that? And I was like, yep, yeah, of course I want to go to Australia. So then as we're making plans, I said, hey, what do you think about us going to New Zealand? I have a friend out there. Her parents are part of a church. They're incredible. They're Holy Ghost. Like, what do you want? What do you want to do? And she's like, ah, yeah, I'm okay with that. And she's like, well, she's asked. And I told her, I was like, well, I got invited to speak to their internship program. I was like, so what do you think about us doing that? And she's like, I'm totally down. 
So we ended up spending two weeks, one week in Australia, one week in New Zealand, doing color conference, doing all of these incredible things. And I remember I'm literally um, on a tour bus going through Australia. And I told the Lord, I said, okay, God, I'm ready to have a baby. And literally in September, at the end of September, early October, me and Quentin got pregnant with Uriah. Oh my goodness. It was, it was amazing. So it was like, God knew, saw the desires of my heart and knew that I needed one last like moment of like epic moment where God transformed me, changed me, especially during color conference. And then I was like ready to step into motherhood. Um, And so, so, and then motherhood was just, it just has blown my mind, which I know we'll talk about more, but I just felt like, and I wanted to share that because I feel like sometimes, you know, um, for the women who are like, I'm ready to be a mom now, or for people who are like, I really love that God is calling me to do this. And I'm me and my husband and I want to wait and I want to live. Like, I think it's okay because I believe that if you're in the right heart and the right spirit with the right motivations, God will give you the desires of your heart when you're walking in obedience and you're walking in his will for your life. And it was a massive surprise to me that God, one, heard me and opened the door for me to experience a country, to experience his presence somewhere that I wanted to do for forever. And he did it. And then I was like, okay, I'm fulfilled. God, I'm ready to be a mommy. And and then that might not be everybody's story, but for me, I just felt like God truly blessed our time of being together before marriage or before children. And God gave me the desires of my heart before giving my life and laying down right things, especially when you have a baby um, and that I could experience something like that before having children. So it was really special. Right. That is amazing. And so when, when did you say you came back from that trip and then when did you get pregnant? So I came back from that trip in March and then Quentin, yeah. And then Quentin and I actually were trying So we were practicing trying to have a baby and then, um, and then, but I knew, and then another thing, I will say this, and I didn't know if I was going to share it or not, but I'll just say it. So in between that time, I knew that God wanted us to have a baby. And I felt in my spirit that we were going to get pregnant in the ninth month. That's what I kept hearing that you're going to get pregnant in the ninth month. Well, then June comes around and we're trying to have a baby and I ended up taking a pregnancy test and I ended up being pregnant in June. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, this is wild. Like I'm pregnant right now. And, but I knew in my heart that I'm like, well, I guess, I guess he, I'm, it's coming early. Like the baby's going to be coming earlier than what I expected. You know, mm-hmm. but I knew in my heart and my spirit it was supposed to be the ninth month, which was, which is September. So um, I'm pregnant. I tell Quentin, honestly, right away probably within the next 24 hours. Cause I was like, Oh my God, we're about to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And then, and then a week or two later, I ended up miscarrying. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it was very, very early on, which um, they kind of call it like a chemical pregnancy, right? Where mm-hmm. your body, your body's hormones are like, okay, we're pregnant, but it just wasn't time, which I know was common. Um, but I was devastated because I was like, I'm, I'm ready for a baby. Right. Australia came and went, God moved, transformed my life. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm in the mindset. I'm in the heart posture. Like I'm ready to, to conceive. And then it didn't happen. And, um, and so I was so, I was so discouraged because I had realized that my, that 
my body was recognizing that, okay, it's they, she wants to be pregnant. Um, but it, it just wasn't happening. Right. And so, but I remember the Holy spirit reminding me that it wasn't time yet. Like I literally felt that in my spirit and I was like, okay, okay. So even though I grieved over it and I wasn't too far along, um, being pregnant, I knew that, um, the, the baby that the Lord had for us was coming. And so then uh, I ended up finding out that I was pregnant the day after my 28th birthday um, or 29th birthday. And I, I was just kind of feeling a little off. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take pregnancy tests just to see. And I ended up being pregnant and I was freaking out and I was like, oh my God, this is happening. So <laughs> then after, at, and, and Quentin was, and I said, Hey, listen, we're pregnant now. Like this is legit. This is for real. I ended up taking like three pregnancy tests just to make sure. Um, and like a week after each other. Right. Cause I just like, want to make sure that it's like the baby's in there. Right? right. And then, and then I ended up, um, going to the doctor, they confirmed it. I was like six weeks along at that point. And then I, and then the, you know, they always ask you the, what, you know, when's the, when's the last time you had your cycle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm calculating and we literally got pregnant in September at the end of September. Oh my goodness. And, yes. And so it, you know, so that moment, you know, of miscarriage, you know, wasn't supposed to completely take me out and, and plague my idea of carrying a baby one, which I'm, I'm thankful for that. It wasn't too far along, but also I knew that God was saying you will get pregnant and this is when you'll get pregnant. And we did. So wow. faithful, good, God's goodness, God's faithfulness on that. And then, yeah. So, um, and then Uriah came June of 2018. Wow. Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, that just gives me cold chills, you know, yeah. like he's just so mindful and so intentional. And the fact that he had already, you know, spoken that to you and then, and then came through, that's exactly what he did for you is just so amazing. Amen. Yeah, it was. It was incredible. And then um, another part two of this as well is um, Uriah was a nine pound baby. Okay. A nine pound baby, (laughs) which I didn't know that I could produce such a big baby. And um, I did not want to have a C-section going into my pregnancy. Um, But long story short, we ended up having to. And um, I, I was nervous because I was like, ugh, and, you know, and I had been researching, I had a doula at the time too. So we were really trying to like figure out what's going to be the best benefit for me to give birth to Uriah. And so we ended up deciding that I was going to get a C-section um, on June 11th, which then the Holy Spirit reminded me that that was the day that Quint and I actually decided to become boyfriend and girlfriend. So Aww. at that point, yes. Yeah, so at that point we had been together for eight years um on june 11th and then uriah comes on june 11th and which which was for us a new beginning you know because eight is a new beginning mm-hmm. and so it was just so it was so good because like even with because i fretted over wanting to have a c-section so bad mm-hmm. um even in that that conversation and feeling discouraged and wanting to just give birth to to, to uriah naturally i feel like the holy spirit was like but he's coming in a new beginning and he is your new beginning. So don't fret and don't worry because he's right on time, you know? Right. Wow. <clears throat> and so that was, that was encouraging. So yeah, I, cause like, you know, C 
C-sections, especially when you, and I, you know, I don't know how much you researched Brooklyn before you had, you know, while you were pregnant mm-hmm. with the boys, but like, I am, I'm watching everything. I'm, I'm doing articles. I'm, you know, learning as much as I can. And you find out that like people who have C-sections, you know, like we're the, we're the highest, we're the highest C-section um, country in the world, you know? Right. Um, and, and we're not, you know, we're not allowing mothers to have children how they should, you know? And so I was like anti-C-section because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, my body will do what it's supposed to do, you know? Um, and then of course I end up having two C-sections and, <laughs> and, and which is like, okay, praise God. I'm so glad that they're here. But, you know, I think, I think definitely though, you know, as a believer, like you, you continue, you have to continue to surround yourself with Christ being, being like your anchor in Mm -hmm. all of it, even when you don't want to get that outcome or you didn't see that being a part of your story. Um, And so, so yeah, that, that was, that was pretty intense, but um, I'm grateful. Yeah. So Uriah, Uriah was on time and on purpose for sure. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So, so you have Uriah Mm -hmm. and, um, what did the process look like for you guys with deciding to have number two? Yeah. So it, um, Zayzay was our surprise to us, but not surprise to the Lord. Um, and, but I'll be honest with you, we weren't trying to not prevent having another baby either. So let's just say that, like, mm-hmm. I wasn't on birth control. I wasn't, we, and, and really I, I was blessed enough to not have a period while um, I was nursing Uriah. So I was still nursing Uriah, doing the thing. And, and then I ended up starting to lose weight um, during that time frame, just kind of getting my health back in order. And lo and behold, um, we get pregnant very quickly with Zay. Um, and I was actually super, super like, oh no, <laughs> you know, because I, I, and not that I didn't want to have another baby, but you know, I think the, for me, it was like, I have plans and I want to get used to having a child and taking care of my first son and growing with him and having those one-on-one moments that I feel like are just a very a theme throughout this whole entire conversation right now but I yeah. wanted and so it wasn't my plan to have him right away I definitely wanted to have him but it wasn't my plan and so um so when he came I I was a little kind of I'll be real and and I and I I don't like talking about it but it's it's just a part of my story is I was super super upset because I was trying to lose weight and I was trying to get my body back and I was trying to just feel better about myself before I had another baby because I'm a plus size girl. Um, you know, pregnancy is a little harder. And so I wanted to like, you know, kind of shed some weight before I carried, uh, you know, my second baby. Mm-hmm. So Zake, so Zake is here, Zay is coming. And I think it's like August, right? Cause I, I found out we get, we found out that we're pregnant in July. Um, of uh, 2019. And so I'm having my moment with the Lord and I'm kind of, you know, just so sad that I'm, I'm having another baby right now. And the Lord rebukes me, Brooklyn, like straight up rebukes <laughs> me. And <clears throat> I'm sitting at a conference that our church is hosting for parenting of all, of all things. 
and the Holy Spirit tells me, he goes, you want to change the world, right? Just straight up asks me that. And I said, yes, I do. And he said, well, I've given you two people to do that with. Wow. And he said, and he said, and, and, you know, and Zay's in my belly and he's like, because if you don't embrace motherhood, you will have a hard time. Mm. And I remember being like, oh my God, like the Lord is really rebuking me and telling me that I need to stop it. Then you stop complaining. I need to get over myself because what I've given you and who I've given you, he is called to change the world. So you need to decide what you want to do. Yeah. And I remember being so shook. I repented right then and there. And I even like asked the Lord that any rejection that I brought into the womb thus far, right? My feelings towards, towards being pregnant. I was just like, Lord, I break that off in Jesus name. Like, you know, praying yeah. over myself, praying over Zay, because I'm like, um, you will not carry rejection, you know, because of me, because of my mm-hmm. selfishness. And it really shifted me. And when God did that, I was like, you know, even though this was an ideal, I am ready because God, Zay is on your mind and you want Zay in the earth. And I thank you, Lord, that you've you've given us Zay so that he can fulfill the things that you have on his life. Mm -hmm. And so after that, I had really, so I had embraced it. I was good. We were excited. um, And we were excited, especially when we found out that he was a boy because we thought we were going to have a girl because my pregnancy felt different. Uh But, you know, lo and behold, it was Zay Zay. And, um, and then the Lord was speaking to me about him, that he was going to be like out of this world and his personality was going to be very bright and colorful. He was going to have joy all the time. And I'm telling you, my kid laughs on the daily more than anybody that I ever know. Like he is just silly and goofy and funny and, and just, and is clever. And he just thinks that everything he does is just a show. Like it's just it was the best. And, and I'm then the Lord reminding me too, that he was always someone that I dreamt about because I thought going into pregnancy with Uriah, that I was dreaming about Uriah's personality, which actually, and it was, and I was dreaming about Zay's personality because I would dream that I would have a little boy that was mischievous and that didn't want to listen to me. <laughs> and I would have to chase, and I would have to chase him everywhere. And that's not Uriah at all. Like Uriah is, rule follower by the book like we'll listen we'll sit there won't move zay zay you have to go look for him oh my goodness (laughs) and so i dreamt about zay more than uriah because zay was zay was always meant for for our family and so so i guess i would say i just wasn't we weren't i definitely wasn't ready but after a strong rebuke from the lord i became ready and decided that I was going to embrace what God's called me to. And that was being a mom. Right. So. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Um, yeah. I feel like so many, so many more moms than, than is talked about can relate to you in that way. You know, they have, they have one child and they've prayed for this child but then here comes number two and exactly like you said, unexpected to you, not unexpected to the Lord and unexpected doesn't mean unloved. Um, yeah, that's so good. I feel like there's such, there's, there's just such a stigma around, you know, 
unexpected pregnancy and, you know, and how do you navigate that when, mm-hmm. when you're not talking, you know, unexpected, you know, unmarried um, teen pregnancy, when you're, you know, you're living your best life, you have an incredible husband, you know, you're right where God, you know, has you and wants you, you know, how do you navigate those feelings, you know, but like you Mm -hmm. said, the Lord just strongly, just straight up strongly rebuked you. And so I just, I think that's so, that's so powerful. And it says so much that, you know, so many women experience, you know, the same feelings and emotions that come with these natural and normal life events. And, you know, thank you so much for being transparent about about that it means so much absolutely Um, and I and I think to just to like add one more thing is like I think that we forget that God has given us and graced us with the capacity to handle children as a woman mm -hmm. you know and to carry them to love them to embrace them and who they are and and it really is and I think what that was was like a con like a hey it's time to get yourself out of the way again you know, like yeah. the moment that you thought like, okay, we're chilling. We're good. I did what I got to do. And the Lord's like, actually, we got to do it one more time, you know, because <laughs> yeah. there's another person and, and it just, and it's just so beautiful because it also just speaks of God's heart for family and for people and for creation, right? Like that, that is what has, was always meant for from the beginning of time, you know, like subduing the earth multiplying like god is about family and so it's like okay i have to get myself into an alignment right like as a woman and as a a mother of one i need to get myself back into alignment to understand that this is one how god set it in motion but two this is on god's heart for zay for our second babies our third babies our fourth babies to come into the earth and we have the capacity as women to do, to do that and to love them and to care for them. So. Right. Yeah. No, it's so true. That's so powerful. Um, So I feel like typically um, we would, we would talk about, you know, recovery from the physical like aspect, but Mm. tell us how your recovery was after both of your children, like, you know, after, after Zay was born, what yeah. was your recovery like mentally and emotionally for you? Yeah. So I would say that um, it partly it was okay. And then partly it was full of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the reason was is because um, the good thing was, is that coming from baby number one to baby number two, I had recognized that I didn't want as many people, as many voices, as many bodies around us as I was recovering. Cause we did that with Uriah and I don't feel like I recovered enough as far as like sleeping and resting and like nourishing myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then when Zay came along, COVID happened right after that or during then. Mm-hmm. And so COVID, COVID was just full of anxiety I think just naturally because the world just didn't know what the world was supposed to be doing at the moment Mm -hmm. and so we were just all trying to figure it out but then you have a newborn baby and then I have a toddler at home right and so I um I I I didn't realize this until until having Zay that I was prone to anxiety because I was always fearing the future and so 
I was starting to fear the fact that of like, oh my God, I don't know if I can handle um, having them both being upset at the same time. What if they cry at the same time? You know, like what right. if this happens and I can't do it? I'm, I'm overstimulated. Like I can't, I can't, you know, and things are healing and things are dripping out of my body and like, you know, all of these things. <laughs> so I was so, you know how that goes. And so I, I, I had never realized that um, anxiety was something that came, came very quickly and came very fast. Um, and, and not that, that Quentin wasn't there. He was, he was there, but also, you know, in the time of COVID, the church was transitioning to being online and doing services and getting the word of God out there while people had to be at home. And so Q took on the brunt of that for our church very, very quickly. And so thank God, you know, my mom uh, was living there, uh, not living with us, but living in our city at the time. So she was over with us all the time. Um, And so most days were conquering, but the prop, so, so the issue was though, is that I felt like mentally, I kept psyching myself out that I couldn't handle both babies at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so, so that was probably the one thing that I would say that I wish I had a process or like um, tools to help me overcome the anxiety feeling while having my baby and having Uriah as a toddler. I think as far as like taking care of myself and, and, you know, being, I was happy, but I was also fearful. Right. Um, and so, and so, you know, and I didn't realize that I, I, I believe they, they do call it like postpartum anxiety, you know, especially when you have more than one child in the home and you're taking care of a baby. So I didn't recognize that that was a thing until I read about it. And I was like, oh, and I didn't go to like this. I didn't go to the hospital. I didn't really, I did talk to my doctor about it, but it wasn't anything that I got like prescribed for medication wise. I just was like, Holy spirit, I really need you to help me because the world is crazy right now. I am just wanting to protect my children and my family and my husband is having to work extra hard so that the gospel can be on social media, <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. And so it was, it was, a, it was a lot. It, and I think the thing was too, is that there was so much transition, right? That like, I'm a new mom again. I'm learning a baby again. I'm learning how to be a mom to a toddler and a baby all at the same time. So there's like lots of transition, you know, that was happening all in one moment. And so I definitely think though that, even through all of that and all of the anxiety, um, Quentin was an absolute pillar and my mom was an absolute pillar. So having that support system really helped defy the feeling of, I can't do this, you know, Um, because they were like, no, you can, or go take care of yourself, go take a bath, like, you know, kind of collect your thoughts, collect your heart and we'll take care of them, you know? So, without supporting and a support system, I don't think I would have made it um, because it, it truly was just, it was just different, you know? And I think without a support system, I, I, I know that it could have been way worse. Um, and I naturally, and I'm the type of, I'm the nat- naturally, I'm an optimistic person. Naturally, I'm like, there is um, a rainbow at the end of this there is excitement there is peace there is joy you know like 
where scripture talks about like joy will come in the morning, you know, like, so I always had that anchor in me, but I, it was, it was sometimes a struggle. And then I remember the Lord um, would always renew my mind and, and tell me, he's like, listen, you have moments, but you don't have bad days, Abby. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Cause he's like, you, you, cause what I was thinking about was the fact that like, if you're Ryan Zay, started crying at the same time right and you know I had a two-year-old at the time so you know he everything was always like just wrong you know and yeah everything was always wrong there was the milk wasn't hot enough like the the banana wasn't cut like it was all the things and the Lord said you have bad moments but not a bad day and just because you have a, a moment of frustration or he's upset or you're stressed out or whatever it might be doesn't equate to a fully bad day and when I when I when I realized that I was like oh so this is a part of the this is this is a part of the lifestyle that I'm living right now mm-hmm. but that doesn't equate to my my days are bad because my my toddler is frustrated right right or it, it or that you know things aren't the way that I think or the house isn't peaceful like you are taking care of little kids. Like it's okay. You know, it's so once my, my thinking and my perspective shifted to realizing that I had good days more than bad days, I just had bad moments. It changed everything for me. Cause I was like, wow, I can really shift my mind. Therefore combat my anxiety, feeling like I'm too overwhelmed, too intense, too, whatever that might be. And I actually can walk in peace because this is just life and I'm taking care of children and I've never done this before with two at the same time. Right. So give myself a break, walk in the peace of the Lord, trust that God's got it. And it really, it helps set me free. So. Yeah, that is such good advice, really, because so I think probably if we're all transparent more often than not, if if the children do have a moment, we're like, that's it. The day is over. <laughs> like it's I cannot true. recover. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. You're just like, I'm done. We're not doing nothing anymore. And you're like, wait a minute. You do have a lot more things to do. You know, they're going to be happy in 10 minutes, you know? Exactly. You're like, it's 9am. I cannot just trash the rest <laughs> of the day. <laughs> so, it's so true. It's so true. And it's so many times I would do that. And I, you know, and I'd be like, yeah, no, can't do that no more. And I'd come home or my husband would come home and he's like, you okay? And I'm like, no, the day was worse, (laughs) you know, and he's, and then the Lord's Spirit's like, actually, you just, that was only one thing that happened today for the rest of the time. You guys were smooth sailing. And I'm like, I need to shift myself away from (laughs) bad thinking, you know? Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so good. Okay. So how would you say motherhood in general, just blanket motherhood has yeah. impacted your personal walk with Jesus? Yeah. Um, so good. And I would say to answer that question, I think that it just made me really step into the design and the purpose that God has on my life. Mm-hmm. Because I think that, you know, I, I consider myself a very in, intense girl, very fiery, very just, I'm, I'm an, I'm a little bit of a both like uh, extrovert and introvert. 
So I've always just had purpose just in me. Just, mm-hmm. I just, from the, from, from the moment I said yes to the Lord, the moment the Lord told me what I was called to be and do and be in ministry, like I just have always had it in me. But I think that whenever I became a mother, there was a side of me that unlocked that I just didn't know that I had. I didn't know that I could love someone more than, like I didn't recognize the love that came with having a child until you had one and you go, wow, I, I will literally die for them, you know, like, or, or just the, the, the things that you would do that you just didn't ever think that you would do. Like, you know, the fact that you would let them throw up in your hand because they have a stomach ache (laughs) or you, you know, they puked all over you or they ruined, you know, their car seat and you're on your way, you know, to go grocery shopping, like, what like there is this thing in you that I feel like gets expanded that is like I am responsible for someone I this is where purpose and discipleship and like really growing a person comes into play you know like Mm because we talk about you know as ministers we should be discipling people but when you have kids it's like okay I am actually responsible for your health and your wholeness and your spirituality and like all of this stuff because you're growing with me and in, in, in this in in my home and so I feel like God just opened this whole door um even through prophetic words of like you have not even seen what I have made you to be until now becoming a mom and I feel like I gained more compassion I feel like I gained more grace and understanding and patience, especially because, you know, my, my toddler and even now my three and five-year-old sometimes are just trying to figure it out, you know? Yeah. And then there's just sometimes where I'm just trying to figure it out with them. And so I feel like my walk with Jesus, um, I, and I feel like too, Brooklyn, I have never relied on the Holy Spirit so much ever in my entire life until I had children. Yeah. Um, and it's not even out of a fear thing. It's out of God. Like, you know how I believe it's in the word where it talks about like, what manner of child is this? You know, mm-hmm. I think Mary tell, asked that of Jesus or no, no, no. It's I think John the Baptist. And, um, and I, I pray that and ask that all the time, like, Lord, who have you given me? How do I steward them? How do I love them? And so I think that I think also my discernment went to a whole nother level mm-hmm. because you're just in tuned with like, not only what's going on on the outside, but then you're like, you're like, okay, what's going on in me and what's going, you know? And, and I just think that the level of responsibility that had co- has come with having kids has made everything personal to me, right? Like the way that I'm raising them, who's around them, what they're watching, what they're doing. I just, and, and it's beautiful because you get to see people grow the way that God sees us grow. And you get to have like this love and heart and compassion that you've never had before because you have the grace for your children because they just don't get it. And that's why they're upset, you know, like, right. So, so it, I, so I guess just to sum everything up, I think that it's impacted motherhood's impacted me so much so that I, I feel like I've never loved before and, or can love people 
um, until I had children. And I can never have, and I can never, and I feel like I related to women more Mm -hmm. um, after I had children too. Right. Because it's like, we all are, we all went through this. It Mm -hmm. was different, but we all went through it and now we're together. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I think that's where like my heart and my advocacy for women in general spurred out of because I'm like, wow, Holy Spirit, like Jesus, we're capable of a lot of things. And I did not realize that until I became a mom, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think, I, I don't know if I gave the full answer, but it's just many things. And, yeah. and um, I'm grateful for becoming a mom because I don't think I, I don't think I would be who I am even now as I'm talking to you, mm-hmm. um, you know, who I am now if I didn't. So. Wow. So there's just so much in that (laughs) we're talking about, you know, discipling, you know, discipling your children. I'm just, I'm just sitting over here chewing on everything you're saying. Like, yep, I need to, I need to have a different perspective. I need to shift my own perspective (laughs) with my poor kids sometimes. Um, It's hard. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. You know, I guess when you're when you're in the heat of it, when you're in those in those moments, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to look at it like that. But, you know, the the intentional practice of doing so, you know, yeah, just so. So before we wrap this episode up, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to um, and you've given such incredible advice this entire episode, but is there anything else that you would like to, to just give mm-hmm. the moms that are listening, whether yeah. it's, it's your, the greatest advice that you were ever given or whether it's just something that you feel like the Lord is, is giving you like a nudge to share with anyone who might be listening today? Yeah, for sure. Um, I just, I have a couple of things. One is, um, know that there's grace for every milestone and every season in your motherhood journey. Um, Because I think one, we don't give ourselves the grace to feel, to fail, to get back up, to win, to just embrace the day to day. And I think that um, I felt grace in most, in different seasons, especially with the boys, you know, when they were, when they're babies and you're, you're their source of, for life, mm-hmm. there's a grace, right? Because I can't be who I was before, right? I can't take the phone call and I can't do the things that I used to be able to do because I have a baby completely relied upon me. But then when they shifted to six months and then nine months and then a year and then 18 months, like things shifted for me where I can get back into my word. I can I can go and do the things that I can do because I have a routine. I established a rhythm. I knew, I know how to do this, right? And then, um, and, and then I would also say is that never find your children to be an interruption for your life. Um, because I think that sometimes, especially, and I, and I dealt with this is that man, we got to a place that we're good and then, oh, they're sick. Or yep. we got to a place and, oh, there's this. And, oh, there, you know, and all of these interruptions. And I remember the Lord telling me, he's like, they are not an interruption. 
and I, and I, and I was like, okay, you're right, God, they're not an interruption. They're a part of life. Mm -hmm. And so I just would encourage the women listening is that give grace to yourself, embrace and, and know the grace that's on your life to navigate through motherhood. And then don't ever feel like your children are interruption um, because they are learning and growing as much as we are learning and growing in Christ as well. Um, and then I would say to um, define, define what your success looks like as a mother with a family, because I think we can compare ourselves a lot to the other women in our life um, that we may think has it all together. And reality is, is that she is just doing it different than you, but mm -hmm. she is wanting to um, kill it and be successful as much as you do, right? So I would just say, define what su success looks like. If that means that you're going home or you're, you're having your baby and then you're going to work right away, because that's what you feel like will be successful. Great. If you don't, that's great too. But don't let your success in motherhood or bouncing back or doing all these things define your identity, but know what it looks like walking in God's will, obeying his voice, knowing the grace for your life and doing it well. Because I think that when we compare ourselves to each other, that says, well, she's, she's the mom that does this and does that and has all of these things. Mm -hmm. The reality is, is that you don't know what else is going on, you know, and she is just trying to, and I think we have to, we can get exhausted through the success that we think that we have, but we really need to lean and ask Holy Spirit, what does this look like that will bring you glory? Does bring you glory look like going to work right away after having the baby? Because I have to, because I have to provide for my baby. Mm -hmm. for my family? Or does it look like I stay at home and I gradually work my way into the things that you've called me to? Mm -hmm. And I think that when we can embrace, oh God, what is success for you? What will bring you glory? Then we will not have the stress, the anxiety, the worry of others, the opinion of people to define how we operate as a mother and how we function as a family. And when we can define what the Holy Spirit, what that looks like, I believe that we will feel like we are um, winning sometimes the everyday battles that we can have or, or combating the failure that the enemy wants to put on us about being moms. So, right. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible advice. So we just, why as moms do we compare ourselves, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it like, no mom and child combo is the exact same. We're all different. You know, we all you know, have different jobs. Our children have different personalities. We have different personalities. So yes. it's extremely unfair to, to the kids and, and to ourselves and to our families, you know, to compare, to compare other families to our situation. So, yeah, absolutely. Ugh. Yes. Well, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. Um, if there is anyone listening who you feel like you have been impacted, you can relate um, to this story in some way, um, how can our listeners um, find you or contact you on social media? Yes. So I'm on Instagram and as well as Facebook. 
if you just type in Aubriana Carter, um, you will find me and I would love to connect with you for sure. Perfect. I will add that. Um, I'll add that username into the show notes where anyone listening can easily find you. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. You gave us so much incredible information that I feel like we can all just honestly reflect on every single day and some great advice that you know, can just get you through the day as a, as a mom, as a new mom, as a mom with one or multiple, but thank Amen. you again. And thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode. I really appreciate it. If you're not already, please follow the podcast so you can be notified every single time we upload a new episode. I am so excited to see you in the next one.